Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. The Michael Richo podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at lmfm.ie uh, P.O. Smith is a Labour Party councillor in Drogheda. Joanna Byrne, a Sinn Féin councillor. They're both on the line with us uh, this morning. And good morning to both of you. And thank you indeed uh, for joining us. P.O. Smith, let's uh, start with uh, the positive aspect of this because there is this first step that is being taken now, it seems, uh, with these two appointments. Uh, and something is afoot. Uh, the recommendations of Gearin will be implemented to some degree, at least. Morning, Michael. Yes. Uh, yeah, it is positive in some regards. I mean, uh, the implementation board is very important because it's going to be made up from people from the HSE and Gardaíocht Corner Probation, Loud uh, County Council, and Tuesday, and, and indeed LMETB. So, you know, when you look at all of those various groups and categories, uh, that's going to address an awful lot. Or should address an awful lot of the issues that people have uh, in regards to mental health in regards to uh, crime in regards to uh, addiction. So all of those things are to be welcomed. Uh, you know, like, but draw has to come front and centre in, in, in regards to this report. And I think that, uh, you know, LMETB, well, they're saying that they will do whatever has to be done. Certainly the track record there in regards to putting draw to front and centre is lacking in my, in my regard. I mean, we know, for example, that I remember Chen Nash secured land in 2013 for the headquarters of LMHE to be, to be put in Drada, and we're still waiting for that to happen. So I do have some reservations that were welcoming in general uh, the announcements that were made last Friday. Mm, well, it's impossible not to welcome the announcements, but the problem is we don't know what they mean. We don't know what the roles are that uh, these people have been appointed to or why they've been appointed yeah, well, I mean, just exactly what you're saying there. I mean, what, we have a general comment saying that LMETB will outroll out, out, out various educational supports for, for people. We don't know what they are, number one. Uh, number two, we know that there is going to be now a chair of the, uh, the implementation board, which is going to be very, very important. But we don't know who the membership of that board is. We know that we know the departments in which and, and the categories in which uh, that's going to take place. Mm. But we don't know the actual meat and bones of how it's going to happen. And you know, for me, or why these so, people were selected, uh, you know, because an understanding of the problem undoubtedly would help the work that is necessary. Yeah, well, you see, I suppose to some extent I do understand why they were selected. I mean, when you're dealing with departments, if you look at the oversight group, for example. Mm. 
the oversight group is one of the recommendations and, and, and they have uh, people from health, justice, local government and social protection. So you do need to have people who are used to dealing with various departments and, mm. and, and how things go on. But having said that, there are four subgroups that are part of the recommendations as well. One in regards to policing and drugs, family support, children education, employment, business and mm. enterprise and community development. And we have no idea what the makeup of those subgroups are going to be, who's going to be on them, mm. what remit are they going to have. Mm. And they, they are the, uh, in my opinion, the four subgroups are going to be very, very important. Yeah. Because yeah. what they do will feed back up into the implementation board. Yeah. Well, the people who select them will be very important as well. And I think that's my exactly. point. Because they need, yeah. you need to start at the top and that understanding of what the problem is and what's at the root of the problem. Uh, Joanna Byrne, as I say, is also on the line. Uh, thanks, uh, for bearing with us, uh, Joanna. Um, what are your thoughts on all of this at this stage? Good morning, Mike, and, and thanks for having me on. I think um, the announcement last week from Minister Humphreys was very welcomed, and it is a positive step. I think the lack of uh, communication with the people of Drogheda via yourselves or any other platform has probably overshadowed the positivity of the announcement Um like everything else, the devil is in the detail and you can't measure the success of any plan or or any implementation plan, so to speak, unless you know the detail. And that's where the frustration mm. is building, not only for yourselves, ourselves as public representatives, but for the people in the town who have been affected by the feud and the gangland crime. Mm. You can hear that there in the comments you've read out. You know, people are frustrated. They are looking for answers. They're looking for hope. And I think the lack of, of communication has probably overshadowed the mm. announcement. Yeah, and uh, when the minister speaks uh, and makes a statement in relation to something like this for a news bulletin, which he did for LMFM News, uh, it's obviously limited to the 30-second sort of soundbite. Uh, people want more than soundbites. They want to hear more than, well, somebody's been appointed, and that's why uh, an interview here or somewhere else, as you say, uh, would of be Of course, and, and, and the main point of, of these sound bites last week was the safety and well-being of, of Drogheda is a priority. It, it, it's so well and good saying that, um, but unless you, you outline how this is going to become a priority, what are we going to do to implement safety, what areas are being invested in, what is the amount of resources that's going to be invested, when is it going to happen, who's going to implement it. I think people are kind of taking a back and going, well, we've been just throwing a few crumbs to tide us over until the end of next week which is this week um, it seems now we're not even going to get that information this week we could be waiting until the 21st so that would the sceptic of me would, would probably say that the details of this plan haven't been finalised if that's why no information is forthcoming I have my reservations now even for the deadline of the 21st mm. Yeah. Um, what kind of work would you like to see this implementation uh, body uh, set a- about in the initial phases? Because this isn't going to happen overnight. This is going to be work that's uh, going to take place o- over a-, a number of years. Where would the starting point be in your mind? I, I think the starting point is very obvious in regards to tackling um, the gangland crime, mental health, um, addiction, drugs outreach, huge outreach. But it has to go a bit further than that. Um, I'd be interested to see the breakdown of the pillars of the plan. Is there going to be some sort of physical, social, economic regeneration? What funding has been set aside for them? Um, Mm. They all play play a part in feeding into the core of the problem, the the underinvestment and them kind of, um, I suppose, services over the years have all played a part. So they are just as important as the obvious ones of crime. 
But I think, I suppose, the engagement with those who's affected is crucial in this. It's fundamental to this being a success. Plans on paper are ten a dozen, but it's identifying what's exactly needed, when it's needed, where it's needed. Like recreational amenities are crucial as part of this as well. You hear the comments there about the mindset of people being tired with, mm. you know, um, in different areas of the town. We need to build these communities up, let them feel proud of their areas. And whether that's through sporting facilities, arts facilities based in the areas, every part of this is, is as important as the other. It's, it's the plan of how we implement it and, and, and categorise it going forward, I think. But mm. again, that's the detail that we haven't got. Uh, Peo, if I can go back uh, to a comment uh, that came into us earlier and I read it out and I, I tried to answer it uh, from Betty Daly who was asking why young people put poison into their bodies. Uh, I, I was saying it's because it's great crack and it takes you away from the everyday, the mundane uh, and to the things that you're fed up with uh, as a young person and instead you're having a, a great time. Uh, I mean, I think the point in how I responded that was that we need to realise and accept that young people want to take drugs, they like taking drugs, uh, and they're not going to stop taking them, not necessarily if you turn around and tell them it's poison or it's bad for you. That message has been lost on these people who we're talking about. Well, I mean, people take drugs for various reasons, and I think, uh, in my experience, the majority of people who take drugs uh, have done have suffered some type of trauma in their life, and uh, you know that can be repressed. It may not be very well known, and may not be revealed by the individual, but you always find traumas involved somewhere along the line, and and that's just the reality of things. Uh, you know, when people are traumatized, they you know who doesn't want to escape feeling bad about life, about yourself, about what happened to you, whatever it is. Everyone wants to feel good. And, you know, if you look at most drug users, when they first get introduced to a drug, it's usually around the ages of 12, 13 or 14, very young, very impressionable. Uh, So it's easy to look back with hindsight and say, oh, here I am now, uh, you know, a a mature adult and, and I wouldn't do something like that. But, you know, I think we were all, well, a lot of people were in similar situations. Mm. And, so telling somebody that they're putting a poison into their body, uh, you know, may not necessarily get them to change the behaviour when they're young. Most people come off drugs at some stage in life. They definitely do. <clears throat> the problem that happens is that they kind of think, what damage have I done to my body down through the years? And, and that then can harm people, you know. So, mm. And you know more but, about it than most people because of your work through the Red Door Project. Uh, and uh, there is hope that... Projects like Red Door uh, and other addiction services uh, will get uh, an increase in resources, uh, but uh, already people have been waiting uh, without uh, uh, any such increase. Yeah, well, I haven't been notified that the Red Door has got any uh, any money so far from the department. I know that uh, Minister McEntee made an announcement on LMFM a couple of months back that uh, there was going to be 150000 given. I haven't heard of it. Maybe it has, but I haven't heard of any any word coming through to, to me anyway that it has been given. Uh, so, I mean, we're into July and, like, again, going back to what you were saying earlier on and what Joanna mm-hmm. was saying, we need to know what's going to happen. When is it going to happen? You know, uh, like, the report initially came out there a couple of months back and, and still the people are waiting to find out what's actually happened. Family Addiction Support Network are under serious pressure uh, we know that uh, organisations, NGOs on the ground are just hanging on with the skin of their teeth. 
and still we're waiting and waiting and waiting and that's that's a serious mm. problem you know mm. uh, and maybe we can conclude uh, Joanna with yourself uh, and do so by not losing sight of the positive element of this because it is positive I think anybody and everybody who's interested in this will see that there's a lot of positive things about the fact that this is starting to happen but the question is why are people not given a little bit more detail and maybe uh, there should have been uh, more thought put to the communication of it all. Yeah, I, I think, like everything else, communication is key here. There's, there's no denying that the Gearing Report and the implement, Implementation Plan is positive. It's focusing on improving health and well-being of the people of our town. It's focusing on improving the social environment, safety in our estates, stabilising our community life, and, and I suppose promoting civic engagement back into our town and bringing back that feel-good factor. So it is exceptionally positive. I'm looking forward to seeing the detail. It's just an awful shame that we didn't get a little bit more last week when the announcement finished. All right, we leave it there. Thank you both very much for your time this morning. Sinn Féin councillor Joanna Byrne and P.O. Smith, who's a Labour Party councillor, also on Louth County Council. Michael at lmfm.ie Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.